Wow, do we have something to tech about, where every episode focuses on ways students create digital evidence of active learning. As a Google for Education district, students and educators alike have free, unlimited access to apps that support creativity, collaboration, communication, and critical thinking, all elements of 21st century active learning. We are Google for Education certified trainers, Drew and Angie with Something Something to to Tech About. Welcome to episode five, where we will be talking about Google Forms beyond the survey. In the business and education worlds, data is a driving force. Data collection, analysis helps chart next steps for industries as well as in schools and classrooms. One of the easier ways for collecting data is by creating Google Forms, um, which is a web-based G Suite app most widely used for this purpose. But in today's episode of Something to Tech About, we're going to tech it up a notch and discuss some other ways of using Google Forms. We would like to mention Common Sense Media website as a resource for a guide to help students navigate a world that is ever-changing. All right, Angie, we're talking about Google Forms. We are indeed. And we always seem to come back to this, why Google Forms? Why What are your whys? (laughs) Well, I think one, one thing, if you are a Google or G Suite for Education district, it's free. It's part of your suite and take advantage of the tools you have. That would be one mm-hmm. reason to get started. But it's easy to use. It's versatile. It makes collecting data, whether you're asking students questions about their lives or whether they're measuring something and putting in you know, some data about an experiment they've done, the question styles are versatile enough that it can accommodate just about any kind of information. So yes, and and any business as well. Oh, definitely. If they're, you know, G Suite Enterprise, they can use the forms. They're readily available, easy to create. I I just find them very user friendly. Mm -hmm. Um, And then also customizable. Yes, the default color is purple. So if you Mm -hmm. continuously share out just purple forms, everybody, we're going to know you have not clicked on a couple of buttons to express your artistic side. Exactly. (laughs) And did you mention about being sent through email? They can be sent through emails. You can um, share the link. If you have a website, you can embed the forms on a website. So if you want to take a survey from the website, you know, visitors can fill that out and you automatically um, receive that data. No, I didn't mention it, but you just did a fantastic job of making that happen. (laughs) (laughs) So we know Google Forms is a great way for collecting responses. Um, And we're going to touch on some of those ideas and ways for doing that. But we're really going to move forward and tech it up a notch by offering probably some more non-traditional uses of uh, Google Forms. Right. So. You can't see me nodding, everybody, but I'm nodding. Yes. <laughs> so beyond the survey, right? That's what we're getting mm-hmm. at today. And um, we're going to have plenty of resources in our show notes. So be sure to visit them at somethingtotechabout.com for more information in your very own copy of a tic-tac-toe choice board for Google Forms. The International Society for Technology and Education, or ISTE, I-S-T-E, is a nonprofit organization that serves educators interested in the use of technology in education. Visit www.iste.org for student and teacher technology standards, as well as resources for integrating technology in your classrooms. So, Angie, um, we talked about 
um, the way Google Forms are more traditionally used, and that is to collect information through surveys. Um, teachers, administrators, CEOs, parents, anybody that has access, PTA, <laughs> um, they use them to collect responses pertaining to PTA or field trips or volunteer signups, customer reviews, and more. And that's that's a great way to collect that type of data. Um, but how can the survey part of it be kind of teched a, a notch when we're thinking about student use? Well, one, having the students create the survey, first of all, having them kind of have a plan. What, what, what is it I want to know? Mm-hmm. And because there's a whole craft of creating a question to make sure you get the type of answer or the type of data you want. Not, I'm not saying like a biased type, data, type right. answer, but just the, the value. Um, so there's a whole knowledge section of just how to, make, how to write a good question. Mm-hmm. And they need that practice because chances are um, they, the first time, their first go around, they're going to ask a bunch of questions. They're going to get a whole bunch of data and then be like, oh, wait, that, that's not what I thought I asked. Or So even just the learning that occurs outside of the whole creating of a Google form is valuable just in terms of communication. Mm-hmm. When we talk about those four C's, right? Um, so in terms of teching it up a notch, putting the form in the hands of the students and not having the teacher create the form ahead of time. Let them have their topic. Let them ask the questions. Let them realize that, hmm, that didn't go quite the way I wanted. And switch it up and do it again. Make mm-hmm. some edits, make some changes, and then you know, maybe do it again next quarter. It doesn't yeah. have to be tomorrow, but... I like that. And then on the... Probably on the data side of that, Forms itself collects the data, but you can also view it and manipulate it in Google Sheets. Sheets, Um, But then once the students have collected the data that they truly were looking for Mm -hmm. um, in the beginning, teching it up a notch and employing those critical thinking skills to analyze that data, uh, what questions arise from that data or right. what questions, you know, what, oh my gosh, well, why is it this way and not this way? So I think it can open up a whole other um, part B of the whole. Yeah, definitely. So another C of the four C's that critical thinking um, could come into play that way. Definitely. What's coming to mind for me right now is just thinking about how this could be related to science fair. So students often are encouraged to, you know, keep a journal, which is absolutely great. But mm-hmm. And then, you know, you're tracking your data. But then to being, being able to manipulate it using a computer as opposed to um, sometimes just looking at a flat sheet of paper. It right. can make it more powerful when you can move things around and change the direction of the charts or the bars or what have you. Um, because data can look very different depending on you know exactly how it's Light set up, up. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it can tell a different story Definitely. so being able to manipulate that quickly rather than having to hand draw all of it mm-hmm. um i think is beneficial for students to definitely look at definitely a benefit for sure so i mean basically the the ways to use forms to collect information is pretty much endless i mean you can use it for any topic any uh, content area, um, it's it's wide open as to what type of information you and or your students want to collect, and um, certain you know forms is perfect platform for collecting that information. Um, but we're gonna kind of tech it up a notch, absolutely, um, and talk about some of the. I guess, I don't know. I don't know if they're non-traditional. They're Outside of the box a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
ways for using Google Forms. So there's this thing out there in cities all around the United States, these escape rooms or, or breakouts, yeah, yes. right? So mm-hmm. there's a series of clues and a series of questions, and you try to figure out what the next step is that you can receive a hint and then continue to move on. You could actually set that up using a Google form and branch those forms so that you're creating your own digital breakout. And that may sound like a big undertaking if you're a teacher and you're like, I don't have time to create that. My suggestion is let the students do it because there's so many pieces that have to go into place as you set up your branches and set up your question sets and things that all of that, you know, put them in a small group, you've got your four C's right there without Mm -hmm. even thinking about it. They've got to collaborate, work together. They have to communicate their ideas and share how they're going to get the questions written. The critical thinking is setting it all up, putting it in the right order. Yeah. Not the last one. Oh, creativity. Creativity. Yeah. Yeah. It's got to be interesting, right? (laughs) Definitely. And there's plenty. It... I would actually suggest have the teachers give the stu- let the students experience oh, yes, one yes. first. I kind of dove in the center of a conversation there. Yes, yeah, experience w- one that's already written. Mm-hmm. Um, have them work through a digital breakout um, to begin with, so that they understand the whole process. Yes, and then I, and I do recommend starting um, small, small on that, <laughs> even as you know the students get introduced to it. Because yeah, like two it, or three clues. It can be. It can become overwhelming. Yeah. And then once they get the hang of it, for sure, have them create their own. Um, it could they once they've created them, if they if they have the website, they can post them there for others to try. If they're uh, creating it for their math class or their science class, you know, later down the road, come assessment time, could be used as a review, mm-hmm. kind of in a fun um, environment way. Yeah, my class could build it for your class. We could switch up mm-hmm. digital breakouts, and that way they have a, they have an actual audience. So they're not just creating it as an assignment. Right. So they know that people will be going through these steps. Exactly. So if you think, is there anything else before I move on, Angie? No, no, go okay. Ahead. Sorry. If you think digital breakouts is something that you may be interested in. Um, you may be thinking, like Angie mentioned, oh my gosh, I don't have time to create this. There are plenty. Um, out there free online it may not uh, you may not be able to find one particular to your topic but it would be a good practice Um, we're going to include some of those links in our show notes for uh, free digital breakouts so be sure to visit something to tech about.com and check those links out have a comment well you've listened to the podcast now visit our corresponding show notes on our website www.somethingtotechabout.com and leave your comments, questions, or aha moments. So Drew, we all know that everyone learns at their own pace. Um, Some students grasp a concept after the first mention and other people need more time to understand and play around with all the little features and stuff. Mm -hmm. When students are at different stages of learning, it can really be a challenge. And, you know, Lots of teachers use small groups or centers, and some people um, find other ways to make sure that students have what they need. But where do you think Google Forms could help teachers when they're thinking about differentiation? Mm, Bringing the the technology into the differentiation um, definitely could be a lifesaver, a time saver, and and help with productivity. But we're going to talk about a little bit about how you can use Google Forms when you're Uh, presenting a lesson um, through Google Forms or an assessment. 
um, or other tasks. So I know we've all taken a survey, right? Yep. And a Which lot kind of, of times, French fry do you like? depending on your answer, you know, it may take you to a different portion of the survey. So if I answered yes to number one, I could possibly skip to three and it takes me to four. Mm-hmm. So, you know, depending on how that particular question is answered, that same concept can be brought into the classroom um, to differentiate. So let's just say um, question is two plus two, four. Just sure very is. simple. <laughs> okay, if a, a child answers no, um, think about providing like a tutorial of a some tutorial sort. so once they click there it will take them to a new section of the form where you could have embedded a YouTube video that provides some help on understanding how to figure out two plus two right um, and if they answer yes they'll move on and to they'll the next skip the question, rest of the questions yeah. or either move on to some sort of um, application uh, because they, you know, truly understand the question. Um, and the, all that has to do with branching, almost like with the digital um, breakout. So different but, sections of the Google form. And even using, if you're thinking right now, oh, I don't know if I want to branch, just using the confirmation section of the form, mm-hmm. where by default it says, thanks for answering the survey or something like that. I never, Once they submit. Once they submit, mm-hmm. right. So you can set that up ahead of time. And so when someone has finished the form, you can type a bunch of directions of things you'd like them to do next. So if you scored a 70 to a 90 or whatever... I mean, you could have any kind of qualifier mm-hmm. there. It could just even be now that you've completed this section of your work, I need you to go on to do these, this, that, and the other thing so that they have directions as soon as they finish so that they're not coming up and saying, what do I do next? Right. The message is already there. Mm-hmm. So in terms of differentiating, you could have a bunch of different forms out in your groups and small groups, depending on what their tasks are that day, they have a different follow-up task. True. Which it- could be hands-on or it could be using technology. Yeah. And kind of following the same concept, switching it over to hand it to the students. We've seen where students choose the ending to their story or Mm. what happens next or choose your own adventure. A lot of times the teacher may provide a story opener and um, the students choose based, you know, within the form based on whether they choose question answer A or B, we'll take them to the next. But have the kids think about having your students create that themselves. Um, again, having to almost create a storyboard outside of the Google form to organize their thoughts mm-hmm. and their questions and where particular questions will take you. That's going to require a lot of um, creativity, that critical thinking, Um, planning as well. I like that. So some other ideas to think about as you're planning ahead and how to tech it up a notch using your own Google Forms. Um, We hope you'll think about some of those ideas, maybe setting up book reviews in your classroom. You can include images, you can even include student video, and then have other students um, write their own review underneath someone else's. There's Mm -hmm. a lot of different ways to Mm -hmm. change it up rather than just asking a question and getting an answer. Um, So we hope you'll think about some of those opportunities and we'd love to see what you create or what your students create. Send it to us and we'll publish it on our website so that other folks can use it as well.
So this was episode seven of Something to Tech About. It wasn't, this it was, was five. Oh, for heaven's sake. <laughs>